Seltzer Kings podcasts. Well, you missed it. I missed it. I missed what? No, you didn't. You didn't miss anything. There's nothing to miss. I don't get ready for him for like a month. Which address did you give him, Shoshi? I think she gave them mine. Um, Mel Shapiro. We're both Mel Shapiro. It's Melvin and Melanie. Mel so. Shapiro, twenty-five Eden Manor Way. Oh, I told you she gave them mine. Well, can we get two copies? Can we get two copies? Please, two copies. Why did you want your father to get it first? Be honest with me. I just don't bullshit me. I'm not bullshitting. It's just where the bills go. So I just. Excuse me, I live in a gated community and I have a very responsible security which will make sure that it won't be misplaced. Well, I have Kevin and he works from home. Kevin works? Yeah, I don't have to defend him to you. I have never mishandled a package since I married him and that is a fact. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Boys Watching Girls. It is the premiere podcast for... Two boys watching HBO's Girls. We are your hosts. I am Joe Welke. I am Vance. And Vance, as soon as I said two boys watching HBO's Girls, he gave me a look because he was like, I am not a boy. I am a full-grown man. And uh, But it is still the premiere podcast for Girls Review done by two men. You are not going <laughs> to let that down, are you? You're just going to let that down. I'm You're not. going to keep trying to... This is a tight... This is a title that I will hold high in my You're head. You're trying to trademark this <laughs> this show. Yeah, dude, we should. We absolutely should because, you know, fucking It's like giving your we don't, It's like giving yourself a nickname. You can't you can't give your own You can't give yourself look, your we own can't nickname. Claim, Vance, we can't claim much, but I believe we can claim that we are the best podcast where two men review girls. Watch you, are you with me? We're going to get so <laughs> many like people being like, actually, this podcast does a much better job. And they have three guys on it. <laughs> well, that's not what... That's three guys. This is the best podcast where two guys. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, today is a brand new day. And it's a brand new season. And we are stoked to do it. We are on the first episode of season four. Overall, this is episode 33, but uh, this episode is titled Iowa. It is directed by Lena Dunham. It is written by Lena Dunham and Judd Apatow. The original air date was January 11th, 2015, to an audience of 680,000 people, 0.680 million. Not getting the viewers that... I feel like they'd want. No. Uh, yeah, I thought, you know, you expect the premiere to do a little better and like finale to do better. But the finale of last season didn't do great either. Um, number wise, at least. Yeah, this only did 10,000 more mm. than the, the season finale. Yeah. So they're hurting for these numbers. And, and I will say, uh, it seems like there's a huge, it seems like there's nothing that matters from the finale to this. Like, it's yeah. weird because we're watching them so close together. We don't have the benefit of, like, having an off-season with it, you know? Like, it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just kind of, like, binging through. And it's just weird to be like, oh, so that that's fine? And this is okay now? It's weird. It's weird because it does have consequences. And, like, the story still follows up on the loose threads that season three ended with. Mm -hmm. But it's just, like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. But like season three made it seem like they're such a big deal. But season four is like, oh, all that stuff that we were hyping up. Is yeah, it was just something that happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, 
I don't know, man. It, it was weird, but you know, hopefully there'll be some more drama. Hopefully season four is as good as season three. I know that we didn't mention that in the last episode, but I really enjoyed season three yeah. much more than the first two seasons. I would, oddly, if I had to rank it, I think I would say uh, I like season one the best just for the freshness and newness of it all. Uh, then season mm-hmm. three and then season yeah. two being the worst yeah uh yeah for uh, sure being the most uncomfortable i should say uh yeah yeah but season three was solid like even if you like if you take out those two extra episodes at the end you kind of really have a very simple solid show um yeah so are we doing our character breakdowns are we going through it chronologically i think that this one kind of warrants chronological uh, i think we can do some character stuff and then kind of meet up at that uh that jazz brunch at the, the at, jazz at brunch the show <laughs> yeah. yeah jazz brunch yuck uh, and, cool. i'm trying to think who do you want to who you want to start with what how did this episode open oh we should talk about the opening let's, yeah, let's talk the about the episode opens yeah. with uh Hannah is with her parents and their parents are toast toasting Hannah for getting into Iowa and she is going to Iowa. So that, uh, that thread is tied. She's going to Iowa and her parents are proud of her. And they're like, we, you know, we're so proud of you, even though like sometimes you get lost, we're happy that you finally found your path or whatever. And then Hannah's like, and I would like to toast you because I know that superficially sometimes it doesn't seem like you're supporting me with like money and stuff like that, but I know that you always have my back. And the parents are kind of looking at her like, uh, okay. <laughs> and then Adam shows up from an audition. He's wearing a leather biker jacket. And Hannah's like, hey, Adam, how was your audition? And Adam's like, fucking sucked. I fucking agent uh, fucked it up. She uh, thought it was like biker, like motorcycle biker, but it was actually like Lance Armstrong biker, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah, great. Great, great little moment. He sits down. The parents are like, well, we're just toasting Hannah. And Adam's like, oh, okay, let me get in on this. And he toasts Hannah and he says, "Uh, Hannah is taking the next step in a series of increasingly random steps in her life but what matters is that she's going forward and i was like wow (laughs) uh very accurate the shade thrown in that statement is palpable (laughs) uh yeah i mean it matches the shade thrown that hannah kind of threw at her parents a little bit too um and the thing about this scene is that it's very uh it, it it reminiscent of the opening scene in the pilot you know yeah, it looks like it's the same restaurant. Yeah, same restaurant. But it, the only difference is it's not them saying, "Oh, you got to we got to cut you off." It's it's, "Hey, we're really proud of you." And then it's yeah. her throwing it in their face and like, "Yeah, you guys kind of doubted me a little bit, but yeah, I told you." I it is interesting. Yeah. It is interesting that this is the first season that doesn't open with Hannah in bed with somebody. Oh, yeah, you're right. This is Yeah. Three yeah, because the last row, three, yeah. first season, she's in bed with uh, Marnie. Mm-hmm. Second season, she's in bed with Elijah. Mm-hmm. Third season, she's in bed with Adam. Yeah. This season, at the restaurant with her rents. She graduated. 
four years yeah graduation <laughs> there we go yeah so that's basically kind of the opening scene right not missing anything uh not really uh i loved adam's outfit in this he looked like a greaser just <laughs> when yeah. he came in i was like what well actually this is the thing we have to bring up when he comes in i was like wait so they're still together kind of yeah it seems like it because when we left off it was like i don't know if i can keep doing this and then they kind of walked away from each other and it was like a downer but i'm also assuming that several months have passed yeah it seems like the summer has ended uh and like fall is coming more or less yeah Yeah. because you know what she got the letter and it takes months to like now she's getting packing up and getting ready to go to iowa so it takes months once you send that like yes Mm -hmm. i'll be going and then all the deliberation and packing and all that stuff so i'm i'm guessing at least Two to three months have passed. I think it's been like closer to four. Uh, if we go by yeah. Shoshana's stuff uh, with her getting her. Um, oh, yeah. Diploma. That's true. And yeah, it's interesting to like kind of fast forward through all that because of what we end up. Because it seems like everything that happened in between that nullified what was going on, you know? Yeah, it took away the impact of the season finale of season three. Mm-hmm. Because it was like, where's this relationship going? And now it's like, oh, everything's fine. Yeah. Hannah and Adam are still together and they're just going to like, they're going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Which is where it leads us to the next scene, which starts off. I have to give credit to girls for this stuff. The way that they like parody, like Marnie's music video, the way that that was done and accomplished was so good and after the title card girls for this one it goes into a commercial that adam is in where he is walking it's raining on him it's a close-up on his face it's pouring rain and then it pans out and he's walking through the mud and when i was first seeing this i was really confused about like what was going on but uh turns out that it is a commercial for a depression drug that adam is in and your Hannah and Adam are watching it, and he's like, "Just fucking awful. This is terrible." <laughs> it's like they cut out everything that made this commercial a story. Yeah, it's like, and Hannah's like, yeah, "It's a commercial. Like you're good in it." Yeah, it's a job you have to. He's take like, for "I can't." Bu- well, it's also like he's clean shaven now, which is a bad choice, and he he even acknowledges this. He's like, "I can't believe I fucking shaved for that." <laughs> uh you know what's interesting is like now his like show must be over his run on broadway must be over too which we yeah, don't get that's to, true we don't get to like see if that well now he's just has an agent and he's going on audition but we don't get the chance to see if he's uh actually like if anything else came of that like now we know he's just going on auditions and he's still kind of like a struggling actor still but a little further along with more credits to the name. It's interesting that this came out in January of 2015 because Star Wars Force Awakens came out in December of 2015. So he actually probably shaved to be Kylo Ren. And so he was filming this and probably Star Wars around the same time. So I would guess that he's not going to be in this as much as he usually is. 
You uh, think? No, I think he's going to be in this. Uh, yeah, no, I, well, hmm. you know, maybe, maybe he won't be if they actually go to Iowa and we stay in Iowa for a minute. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll it's think. wild to me. It's wild to me that he was still in this show while he was Kylo Ren. Like, I didn't realize that this show was going on for as long as it was. Well, I mean, that's... And as recently as it was. Yeah, I mean, that stuff still happens. Like, Steve Carell was, like, in 40-Year-Old Virgin and making a bunch of movies while still doing The Office and stuff. I mean, that's just... Yeah. Could you just do those in the summer? Like, The Rock makes a movie every year and he was still doing Baller somehow. Which Dude, I've The Rock has made, like, seven movies every yeah. year. <laughs> So, dude's a fucking incredible and not and not small ones either you know no blockbuster skyscrapers yeah. skyscrapers <laughs> but uh after the commercial talk it's basically hannah is kind of pushing adam to be like hey so like we need to develop like a plan we haven't talked about like what's going to happen once i go to iowa and adam is kind of being like i mean we have phones. I'll talk to you on the phone. We can FaceTime. Like, it'll be fine. It's not a big deal. We'll talk. We talk like 10 times a day anyway. It'll be fine. And Hannah's looking kind of like, uh, I would kind of rather like to have a plan. Mm -hmm. Which is fair. Yeah, I mean, I, I see her point. I can't even argue with it. Um, I understand why Adam doesn't want to because he knows the yeah, plan is not going to work. Um, yeah. Do you think Adam is kind of like in denial about how sad he is that she's leaving? A little. Because that seems to be Hannah's point. A little bit, yeah. 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 Um, but let's jump to uh, Shoshana, shall we? What do you think? Should, sure. You want to go in order or you want to jump around a little bit? We might, I, I feel like we should might as well just go in order. Okay, go for it. Let's go. Let's do it. Smash smash cut to Desi eating Marnie's ass. <laughs> That's why you wanted to go in order. <laughs> like, I got this. <laughs> no, no, I think we should go in order. Smash cut to Desi face deep in Marnie butt. I mean, he's in it. Gratuitous. Like, this is... She might not be showing a lot in this show, but to have that I be something shown... I wonder how they made that happen. Um, he could probably be cheating further onto the the far right side, so not in between the cheeks, but behind, and then kind of like yeah. shaking her butt. So it, shaking yeah. her butt with his hand. <laughs> We're gonna have to get yeah. a guest on just to explain. <laughs> I know. I I want to know these film tricks to like keep Marnie not nude, and also how you not have a face in your ass. <laughs> like, um. It's even worse, though. I think this is worse than, like, being topless. <laughs> yeah, isn't this? Yeah. <laughs> I remember when this scene, like, when I was in New York, and when this scene happened, it was, like, a whole thing of, like, whoa, look at this ass-eating scene from girls. Oh. And I was like... And it's Jeez, not, and it wasn't really the Adam, it. and it wasn't the Adam ass eating scene. It might have been, it, dude. There's so much ass eating in this show yeah. that I didn't realize there even, was. Even Adam's is shot more, uh, <laughs> more tastefully. I don't know. Dude. And uh, to be fair, we don't know if he's specifically eating her ass. He could be eating the pussy from behind. <laughs> <laughs> the the nose is definitely in a spot. <laughs> The nose is up yeah. the ass, at least. There, 
so, uh, anyway. so, so that's a thing. Marnie and Desi are are fucking, yeah. and it's uh, it's gr- graphic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then that's basically that scene. That's all the takeaway from that. It's scene. a perfect setup for what's to come, though. I I thought it was great. Exactly, yeah. it was because I was like, oh, this is interesting. All right, I guess Desi and Marnie are like together now, mm-hmm. or and they're just like a songwriting duo. And uh, more to come with that. So then we get uh, a transition to Shoshana. And Shoshana is at NYU's graduation office, it looks like. And she's getting her stuff together to get her diploma. And her dad is with her and he's taking pictures of her and he's so proud of her. And then her mom shows up and her mom looks familiar. Do you know who that was? That's Anna Gasteyer from... uh... Saturday Night Live Live. and a bunch of other movies and superstar. No, that's Molly Shannon. Shannon. Yeah, uh, and I guess I was in something recently. Uh, Maybe Lady Dynamite. I think she's the agent in that show. Um, Yeah, Uh, yeah. But uh, I knew that. And the dad is Anthony Edwards from ER. What? Are you serious? That's who that was, dude. I used to watch that show all the time. Yeah. That was him. I can't believe I didn't recognize him. I wow. never watch ER. <laughs> Fucking, I wonder what Noah Wiley is up to now. Oh, he was in that show that Spielberg was producing with the aliens fighting oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hmm. Another show I didn't watch, but somehow still know. I have this useless knowledge. <laughs> so, well, I knew that he had a show after yeah. ER, but he was like the most popular guy in ER yeah. uh, as Dr. Carter. And uh, Goran Vishnik as, uh, oh, fuck, what's the guy's name? What was his name in ER? Uh, Dr. Kovach. There you go. Mm. Sorry. Uh, well, Just these, uh, the, the parents here have the same. They're like Melanie and Melvin. And they go by the yeah, two Mel's. And Mel and Mel. Like, both of our names are Mel. And like, I was like, no, no, your name is Melvin. You're just <laughs> Melanie. And it's really funny. Uh, the name stuff that comes up when parents are around, like Hannah mm-hmm. or like uh, Marnie's name. What's, what is she, Marnie Marie? It's so, I forget her last yeah. name, but it's it's a little comical what they do with the naming. It's also funny. It's funny because the parents are arguing about whose whose house the diploma is being sent yeah. to because it seems like divorced, they're divorced. Yeah. And uh, it's also funny because Anthony Edwards is like, yes, uh, it's Melvin Shapiro. And then the mom is like, no, it's what, what's her name? Uh, her first Melanie name? Melanie or something. It's like Melanie Shapiro. <laughs> yeah. Like even the pronunciation, like they're trying to differentiate mm-hmm. something. Yeah. I know that Sh- Shoshana goes by Shapiro. Okay. Because that's what she said in the season finale last season. Mm. She said Sh- uh, Shoshana Shapiro, hmm. which is, I've never heard Shapiro never, pronounced that no, way. Never. Uh, but whatever. Well, basically, this scene is just, it's interesting because the parents don't make another appearance in this episode. Um, it yeah, seemed no. like it was going to really set up about that, but it was just basically saying, ah, she's graduated, so we can move on. Yeah. yeah. Here's a cute little moment of her parents bickering. Yeah. Which, yeah. And that's about yeah. that's about it for that scene, yep. to be honest. Yep. Not much to glean from. Yep. But there's a lot to glean from this next scene. We're catching up with Jessa now. Yeah. Who, as. As we last saw her, uh, she was trying to perform an assisted suicide with Beatty, 
the artist that she works for. Mm-hmm. And then BD had regrets about it. And she was like, I don't want to die. Don't call 911. I don't want to die. I'm not ready to die. So we were all kind of left wondering, like, did she make it in time? Blah, blah, blah. Jess is walking up the stairs to, I guess, the studio where the artist BD lives. And uh, so I guess BD did make it. Mm-hmm. Jessa still works for her. And it's been months. So, she, so. It's been months. Yeah. Uh, so she goes up to the studio and who is there but BD's daughter. And she is there to reprimand Jessa. Yeah, and it's played by Natasha Leone from Russian Doll and many other things. Uh, Orange is the New Black, et cetera, et cetera. And she's just going full in with that New York accent. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I did not like that character choice at all. It's kind of what she does was, when she's in stuff like that. It was so absurd. Yeah. <laughs> like, and she looked, Joe's Fashion Corner for a moment, she's wearing like, she's wearing a green baseball hat and like this professional top with like a blazer over it and then like these awful shorts she looks like a she looks like she should have like one of those big lollipops yeah yeah. (laughs) i forget what you call it it's like what mr burns looks like whenever you see him as a kid uh like she looks so silly and i love that she couldn't pronounce what was it unconscionable unconscionable yeah 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 (laughs) because she kept saying like unconscionable Inconscionable. I, I was waiting for Jessa to just like let her have it on that because it kept like lingering on Jessa, like waiting for her to get the word out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jessa just let and, and she like called it out on herself. She's like, I can't fucking pronounce yeah. that word, but you know yeah. what you did really fucking sucked. Yeah. And then she goes on a tirade about people in that age group and all that stuff, you know. Yeah, the daughter knows that, you know, Jessa tried to help her commit suicide and. There was a big kerfuffle with the police, apparently. Jessa lied to the police. BD lied to the police. They lied to the hospital. Like, there's just all kinds of lies going on to keep their story straight. Which is exactly and, what I said you would have to do. Like, even if she yep, died, you would have yep. to come up with a lie. Like, it was going to yeah. be a lie either way. <laughs> like, yeah. Dude, it was... And it just... This is exactly what we are talking about in the beginning, where, like, these big big like lingering questions mm-hmm. that are left unanswered are just kind of swept under the rug and everybody's just like yeah that figured itself why out. is the daughter coming now why why after like four months is she like now showing up like your mom the had her knows? stomach pumped and yeah this is the only time and you're coming from connecticut like, too like it's not like you're coming from the west coast <laughs> yeah like you would fi- figure like if you found out that your mom was in the hospital getting her stomach pumped, you'd go down to New York like right away. Yeah. This is the only part of like the only arc that like the timeline doesn't add up for me. Yeah. Like I don't understand like what's going on. Why did that take so long? And, and, and the thing here that doesn't line up with me is that I feel like Jessa saying goodbye to BD would be really could actually be a poignant moment. And interesting if we would have had more time to see their relationship together, you know? Yeah, they've only been together for... They they met, let's say, three episodes ago Mm -hmm. or two episodes ago. 
then she was working for her last episode mm -hmm. and now she's uh leaving yeah. this episode and we never get this they have a three episode arc yeah but we never get to see them like have a genuine bond together you know the first time we see her she comes into the the gallery and she's like oh i don't i speak my mind i don't like this painting or whatever and she or this photo she's like oh great i like you you can work for me so it's like okay there's a setup of something and then the next time we see her it's just like hey i only picked you because i wanted you to kill me and yeah. then well that was all the important stuff would have happened between not getting killed and then not dying and then now like that all the stuff they talk about in the scene seems like oh man they really did have like a time together that we just have no investment as an audience for you know yeah and we didn't see it i mean this was the problem that we had with even the last episode where bd is trying to get her to kill her it's like yeah. how close did they get in that quick amount of time that she feels comfortable enough to be like you'll get me you'll the drugs that i need to die and now all of this other stuff is happening off screen that apparently mm -hmm. like now bd loves jessa more than her own daughter yeah and she says it in front it's of like, her. Like, she's still standing yeah. off to the side and can hear this. Like, it's like a weird... Like, there's a lot being said in that scene uh, where she's like, oh, you're, like, full of contradictions, Jessa, and you're, like, pretty and ugly, like, and all this stuff, which I'm yeah, like, she, oh, that actually kind of makes sense in the way she's saying it. But I don't buy... I don't buy well, she the keeps, sadness of it because I just haven't seen them have this bond. Well, and I, you know what I was thinking? harping on... What's that? Uh, I, I was thinking last um, about last season when they met her. I was like, wouldn't it be interesting if it was uh, Catherine Hahn's character from like season one who like kind of could have been like a mentor to Jessa and then that lady was like, if she was older, she was like, hey, I need you to help kill me. Then you'd be like, oh, yeah. wow, you're going to have to kill this lady that we've seen you bond with? Like, that would be something. But... When it's just like out of the blue, it just doesn't have that that payoff. Yeah. It's also weird to me how much BD was like harping on how beautiful Jessa is. Like she mm -hmm. called her beautiful like five or six times in this one short scene. Yeah. I was like, what, what is up with this? Oh, she said, I, uh, I, I wrote down, she said, um, we, pra we practically robbed a bank. And I did not get yeah. I did not get that reference at all. I I didn't either. Did like she get some kind of insurance money or something? Like what? I, I, what's the deal? No idea what that meant. And then later, Jess is like, "You're gonna you'll die in Connecticut." And I'm like, "Is that too soon?" <laughs> like, yeah. Also, the daughter's within earshot. It's not. Yeah. It's it's not like she went to another room. Like she's just standing there, right? Yeah. Like. Especially when she says, like, you are you know that you'll die in Connecticut. It's like, she was trying to die, like, an episode ago. Yeah. Was, <laughs> Who cares? Yeah, it was... That robbing the bank line really got me. I was like, what am I missing? Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. But that basically wraps up that scene. And, yeah, I don't... I don't know, man. It's just... It's just weird. Um, So, yeah. Then next we get... Uh, Adam and Hannah shipping stuff, getting ready to ship stuff to Iowa. And she's like, oh, uh, thanks for doing this, blah, blah, blah. This is a short, like, kind of inconsequential yeah, she scene. She says, I can't. Just to set up. Yeah, she says, I can't believe we we did this so, like, we did this so early. And he's like, you're leaving tomorrow. And she's like, yeah. And he's like, uh, she's like, oh, I normally would just, like, wait for, like, 
the last minute or just forget to do it all together, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And then, uh, this is basically just a setup that like, Hey, just so you know that, uh, we're going to see Marnie's, uh, show later today. And I was like, Oh, okay. So Marnie and Desi have a show and they do. It's at some brunch place. And I think that's, what. but it's also, next. it's also, she, she wants to, she wants to say that, uh, she wished she could just spend time with Adam tonight and not have to go to this thing. You know, like like her last day, not have to spend it going to like this brunch thing. And Adam says yeah. something similar to no time is more valuable than now. You know, like saying, like, yeah. let's just go to this thing and enjoy it. Like you would think Adam would be like, hell no, I don't want to go see Marnie's brunch thing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but he's yeah a little bit of a different person. So he's like, yeah, let's just let's just go with the flow a little he's, bit. Yeah. He's being trooper. Yeah. So they all show up to this brunch spot. Um, I don't really have many notes about like their interactions. It's like Marnie's mom is there and she's like, hey, what's up? How's it going? Uh, (laughs) Marnie's mom is exhausting. Marnie's mom, I thought you would be a fan of because she has clean underwear in her bag. As you (laughs) as you have mentioned before. You always need to have clean underwear. Always need to have that. pack extras. That safety pair of underwear. Dude, you want to know how obsessive I am about it? I have a five pack of underwear in my car and toilet paper in case I need to just like pull over and take a dump on the side of the road and something gets ruined, you know? So Barney's mom is your hero. (laughs) Yeah, but she's exhausting. (laughs) She's like one of those moms. She's, She's like trying to be... She's like, you know, in Mean Girls, I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cool yeah. mom. That's Marnie's mom. I would love if you didn't have a spare tire in your car, just extra underwear. Just just extra underwear. <laughs> no road flares. Just the only emergency you worried about is shit in your pants. <laughs> Dude, the underwear are right above the spare tire. <laughs> They're in the same compartment. Oh, boy. <laughs> So anyway, uh, Marnie and Desi are getting set up to do their show together. Mm -hmm. And uh, who shows up to the show but Clementine, Desi's girlfriend, that we saw him fighting with at the end of season three. And we were like, oh, are they breaking Mm -hmm. up? What's the deal here? What's going to happen? Turns out Desi and Clementine are still together. And Marnie is now just... A dirty, dirty homewrecker. Dirty homewrecker. <laughs> I mean, and she almost, she looks shocked, but she shouldn't be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Clementine shows up and she's like, hey, so I wanted to apologize to you for like freaking out and thinking that you're trying to steal my man at, at, or thinking that was anything beyond just uh, your music stuff going on. That was my mistake. And Marnie's like, yeah, you, I'm sorry. I wouldn't ever want you to think that that's what I was trying to do. And I was like, Marnie, you worm. You're a fucking little worm, dude. Yeah. Marnie, super, super unlikable. And also, Desi, piece of shit. <laughs> Desi, piece of shit, yeah. dude. Yeah. What a, what a, the only, the most likable person in the scenario is Clementine. Mm-hmm. And, ah, oh, dude. I'm surprised Clementine, like, decided to go to change her opinion. Like, she called it out yeah. right the first time. Now she just changed her yeah. opinion so that she can, like, kind of be a 
be the like little wedge in this triangle kind of thing you know like it seems like i mean we were both wrong in our predictions because i remember i predicted that desi was in like an open relationship mm -hmm. with clementine and that's obviously yeah. wrong i think that you were saying that like they broke up at the end of season three and that was wrong. I, yeah i was thinking that that fight was like a precursor to breaking up or something but I guess yeah not. I, I just didn't know what the deal was. But now, like, all of that's, like, thrown out of there. And, like, now Clementine is made to look like this fucking dummy that's just unaware of what's yeah, going she's on. she's being cuckolded. Does that work for if it's the woman <laughs> being cuckolded? She's a, she's a cuck queen? Yeah, like, how does... Yeah, I don't know how that... I don't know what the term of that is. Yeah. I, but I, she's not because, like, I feel like cuckolds want to be... Yeah. You know? She's just... Just unaware and a victim and marnie's a side <laughs> like, chick marnie's a side piece yeah. and a worm yeah. desi is a fucking bigger worm like <sighs> they're uh, playing their music and hooking out with each other and cheating on clementine that's so yeah it's disgusting and it really hurts for me that really hurts us trying to have feelings for marnie later in this episode because i could yeah care less. i don't care yeah, I hope that everything goes bad for yeah. her. Like, cause she's a bad person. Yeah. So I'm not like, oh, that that bad thing that happened to you, I feel bad about it. I'm like, no, that's kind of what you do deserve. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's not even like, I I don't know, man. I just hate it. I just don't like that at all, and I don't like Marnie at I all. I like the conflict. Like, like, I, I feel like shows do conflict where it's like relationship, tr love triangle type stuff where it could be interesting. Because mm -hmm. we thought we might have like a triangle situation with Shoshana, Marnie, and Ray at some point. Yeah. Which really just kind of gets nullified because she's already moved on to another love triangle. Uh, well, we've also we've also thought that there was going to be a triangle conflict with Hannah, Adam, and Marnie because, of course, well, I, it, there the, will. I mean, of course, Adam will hook up with Marnie by the end yeah. of this. <laughs> so it's just that's the only happy ending to this show. I mean, I thought Marnie was going to turn around at the end of this episode and just go back into the apartment. <laughs> Hand it out of the way. She's such a conniving, conniving home wrecker. She came over with those coffees for Adam. She wasn't expecting Hannah to still be there. <laughs> Do you think that Marnie knows that Clementine is still with Desi? Because oh, it, it did seem like she was kind of shocked that Desi or no, Clementine she, showed up. She knows, but the it was weird choice in the direction acting to have her be shocked that she showed up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I feel like she doesn't know. But now that she knows, she doesn't care. I feel like she knew because it wasn't like she ever gave Desi a look like, what the fuck? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Right after all that happened, she's just like, oh, well, we're just going to keep doing our show yeah. together. It doesn't yeah. matter. I mean, it's been it's been months, too. So I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just worms. He's not sleeping over there Fucking... that much, probably. Bill Burr had this great line. He had like a beef with Mike Birbiglia. That was weird. Like Mike, Birbig Mike Birbiglia wanted Bill Burr to open for him at some point. Mm -hmm. And Mike Birbiglia, they were all on this radio show together. And Birbiglia was trying to explain his side of the story. And Bill Burr was like, you're such a worm. I'm surprised a bird hasn't flew down and eaten you yet. <laughs> and I was like, wow, what a poetic insult 
coming from Bill Burr, who's like not a very poetic comic. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. He's a very brash, abrasive yeah, person. Him saying it like that probably it's really like a deep one instead of just like saying something really like loud and brash. Yeah. Yeah. yeah instead of saying like you're an asshole, yeah. he's like, You're such a worm that I'm surprised a bird hasn't come down and eaten yeah. you it's yet. It's like when uh in the first season when Marnie calls when they keep calling each other selfish and like they've been saying horrible things about each other, but like the selfish yeah. thing or your bad friend, like that cuts deeper than any other thing. Yes. Dude, I think some of the most hurtful insults aren't even like cuss words. Like my favorite thing to tell someone that I like don't enjoy or has, I feel like has wronged me is I tell them, I'm like, you're a bad person. Which I feel like is so much cut more cutting than like, you're a bitch or yeah. like, you're an asshole. Yeah. Like, if you say that like, you're a bad person, it's like, you are you are forced to be a person and you're bad at yeah. it. <laughs> like, you don't have a choice in not well, being well, a person. Well, where the insult happens is where there's some like, it causes the person that you're insulting to have some introspection on themselves. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. As opposed to That's just the outward point. rage, it makes them go like, oh. Yeah, it makes them yeah, because question if you their out own. It makes them question their own self. Yeah, if you outwardly just rage at people and you're like "fuck you" and all like just insult cuss words, they're like, "oh, whatever, that guy's a lunatic asshole." Mm -hmm. But if you're like come in calculated with an insult, yeah. like "no, no, 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 you're a bad person and the decisions you make are bad," that'd be like, "oh shit," yeah. like, you know. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like I gotta look at myself in the mirror. Because you're making you know? someone do math in their head about themselves, and people hate doing math. Yeah. So, in conclusion, Marnie is a worm, and Desi is a worm, and I'm surprised birds haven't eaten them yet. Uh, so then, at the table, um, Jessa shows up, and she's being rude to Hannah. Well, Hannah Jessa, says, I'm like, hey. Well, I we have to we have to say Jessa shows up at the table and says, "Yo, necrophiliacs." That's yeah, her introduction what? to a table where someone's mom is sitting. Yeah, all of her friends. She's like, "Sup, yeah. necrophiliacs?" What? Yeah. What is your what? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I know. Uh, so she shows up, and then Hannah's like, "Hey, Jessa, I've been trying to get a hold of you for like." a while now because i'm leaving to go to iowa and i wanted to see if you wanted to hang out and you never got back to me and jess is kind of like well i'm here now yeah <laughs> and hannah's like yeah but i wanted to see if you wanted to hang out like just you and me and uh now it's too late because i'm leaving tomorrow and then jessica kind of looks at her and she's like oh too bad i guess and it's like what the fuck is this about no i can't defend jessa at all this episode i know we got in a heated debate at the end of season three about the rankings but jessa is i mean marnie's the worst still but jessa is makes no sense to me in this episode and yeah and we don't get being we don't get fe female friendships we don't understand the friendships yeah, no. between girls like we can't understand that as two guys the way that women will but man the stuff she says just has no context to me yeah, it it was like she was so mean to Hannah just out of nowhere. And it's like, why? What the fuck is your problem? Yeah. Like, I don't understand. 
And Hannah has the same reaction where she's like, why are you being like this? And basically she's she's like, all right, before I freak out, I'm just going to walk away. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And she goes to the bathroom and she starts doing like affirmations to mm-hmm. herself. I don't remember exactly what she was saying, but it was some crap like you are you are powerful, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And Jessa shows up into the bathroom after Hannah's. Which I thought was to apologize or something. Well, it's also like Jessa knows that Hannah's in the bathroom. Right. So she's going to, you know that you're going to see her in there. Yeah. Couldn't you wait till she's back? Yeah. (laughs) So that's why I thought she came in there to say something to her specifically. Yeah. Yeah. It's like. Why wouldn't you just wait if you like hate this person mm-hmm. so much and you don't want to be around her and you don't want to talk yeah. to her? Like, why would you go into the bathroom like 30 seconds after she mm-hmm. did? So Jessica comes in and Hannah's like, oh, sorry, I was just in here. And then Jessica's like, yeah, you're doing your weird voodoo bullshit. And Hannah said, calls her out and she's like, hey, dude, like you're being real mean. Like, I don't know what I did to you, but like, what's your deal? And Jessica her explanation for why she's being so rude to hannah is that hannah's a hypocrite because she's leaving to go to iowa and hannah was the one that convinced jessa that she needs to stay in new york city after rehab and now hannah's just up and leaving and hannah's like uh this is like a life-changing moment for me like i this could make me like a successful or at least more successful writer and Jess is basically like, I don't give a fuck. You're a hypocrite and I don't like you. My thing was, when did Hannah convince her to stay in New York? I, I, I just remember. remember the beginning of last season was Jessa disappeared for forever. She mm-hmm. she left. She left Hannah stranded. And then yep. she calls her up and says, I need you to come pick me up from rehab, which she didn't need her to do, but she just wanted her to. So they road tripped to rehab. Yeah. And it's more than a day trip because they had to spend a night in a hotel. You could probably do it in a day, but they made it into a, a writing journal, whatever. Yeah, I guess. But whatever. It but, doesn't uh, matter. She called. They found out that they didn't need her to sign her out. And it, I don't understand where the you forced me to stay in New York thing. Like she had disappeared yeah. like half a season two. Like, I don't, dude, it, yeah, Jess sucks and she's always sucked. And her rationale in this situation is stupid. Mm-hmm. And she just sucks and she needs to, you know, drive a, a car off a bridge. What, <laughs> what I, what I don't like, what I didn't like about it was that I felt like there was a chance for this scene to actually have, and it might have meant something to other people watching, or whatever. But I felt like it had a chance yeah. to really uh, prod at Hannah debate of actually leaving, you know, or like really like you're leaving tomorrow for Iowa. Like, you know what I mean? And if mm-hmm. she was from if Hannah was from, say, New York or the or West Coast only, it would be a bigger thing. But she's from Michigan. Like she's going to Iowa is not it's going to be a big change from New York. But she went to school in Oberlin. So like she's okay being at like different type of places it's not like she grew up in like a major metropolitan city fully you know yeah i, I just don't understand these like abandonment issues that jess is having uh, yeah, i mean that's like, it I, it's just her abandonment issues yeah 
And it's like they they weren't that close of friends from what we've seen anyway. Like she's not around Hannah a lot. I just don't. She wasn't even at the. They didn't even invite her to Adam's Broadway show. <laughs> like, that yeah, drove me crazy. Uh, yeah, like even like the last couple of episodes of season three. The last time that Hannah and Jessa interacted was when they were at the hotel, mm-hmm. and Jessa brought Jessa. I mean, Jessa brought Jasper. Yeah. And they were doing drugs and shit. Yeah, and before that, it had like, to be I, beach house, right? Yeah, I don't remember them like hanging out at all. No. So whatever. That's I, I don't know. I just think that's dumb. I thought that was like real stupid, and I it just further solidifies my hatred of Jessica. Yeah, I can't defend. I can't defend her here. So. Marnie and Desi start their show. They have a cute little bit of banter at the beginning where he goes, hello, everybody. Welcome to Jazz Brunch. We are uh, Desi and Marnie. And Marnie goes, or are we Marnie and Desi? We'll have to talk about that after the show. Oh, my God. Fuck you. I wrote down awful banter because it was like that one. I I was like this bad or whatever. I didn't like it. But I was like, fine, I'll let it slide. And then it's like between the next song. They start. Oh wait! Before all before all this happens, I'm so sorry. It's a Shoshana thing. I'm right? so sorry. No, it's an Elijah thing. Well, I don't think we. Elijah I don't think we up. talked about Shoshana talking to Adam about acting. Oh right, right, uh, right, right, and, right, and right. We can just touch on it this way. He's sitting next to her at brunch. Oh, it's actually interesting that he's sitting next to her because the last time he's really talked to Shoshana was uh, that road trip, and she's so weird. Remember, she asked him, "What utensil would you be?" And she said, yeah. like, um, the yeah. intimate moments between Adam and Shoshana are always weird yeah. as fuck and hilarious. We need more of those. Um, but she just asked him about, oh, you're auditioning with these actors. And um, I'm drawing a blank. One of the guys. Is- she said uh, Zachary Quinto uh-huh. uh, and Army Hammer. Yeah. And Adam says something like, I don't know names, but this is the first time I've ever looked at myself in the mirror and wanted things to change. Not my penis or anything, but like my forehead. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Gold. Yep. So then Elijah shows up and uh, he looks great. I'm As so happy Marnie's that mom he's back. <laughs> yeah. Marnie's mom is all about Elijah and he's like, thank you, Marnie's mom. Yeah. <laughs> and I was so happy because I was writing Marnie's mom in my like notes like that so i was like i'm i'm so happy that they he's like a fully integrated character in this show i'm so happy that he is because there was a while where he was like gone well they just and i was like yeah they just got rid of him yeah and now that he's back it brings so much more uh levity to the Mm -hmm. show and it's great snarkiness so and a lot of snarkiness So Elijah's there, he's chatting with people, Uh, he's chatting with uh, Marnie's mom, and then he looks over at another table, and his ex-boyfriend, I think it's Pal? Mm -hmm. Pal? P-A-L? Pal is there with a couple of, looks like divorces. He said the three Lisas or something? Yeah, I don't know. I I guess there's three, I think there's three girls named Lisa. Yeah, they're all having like, you know, mimosas Mm -hmm. and stuff, and... uh, Pal's just being a uh, shitty to Elijah. I don't remember exactly what he said, but he said something snarky to Elijah, and Elijah looks at him kind of like, "Fuck you." Yeah. Well, there's 
a couple great Elijah moments here because he comes in, he says, oh, I came down from Harlem. I didn't have time to do so-and-so and I rescued a kitten. And then Shoshana goes like, where is it? And he looks around like lost, like, oh, where is the cat that I rescued? Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then they look over and it's like pal. And he's like, ah, Elijah, which it's so funny that like pal still has the upper hand in their breakup. <laughs> like I know, right? Uh, even though like Elijah looks like a model. Yeah. He looks like a Kennedy yeah. as according to Patty Lapone. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and then they're talking and then the scene and she's like, oh, that guy. And she, and then Elijah looks to Shoshana and goes, they're the worst bulimics ever. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm so happy you remember all of those lines. Because there's one line later yeah. that I specifically paused and wrote down in full. Yeah. Because Elijah had some fucking zingers in this episode. Yeah. They, they love Elijah. They tapered him back, but like, just let him. Like, I was worried he would get too much. If you let him go too far, it won't be work. But this... This was good. Yeah. This yeah. was a good peppering. Yeah. Um, so anyway, then uh, Marnie and Desi had their terrible banter. They play a song. And I think the song is worse than the last one that they played when we saw them mm. uh, in the episode where they play the open mic. Because yeah. I like that song. This song, I was like, this sounds bad. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really have any critique on the songs. I'm just like watching them play and being like, why? <laughs> Yeah, and they're like making lovey-dovey eyes at each other, yeah. and it's like, Clementine, you idiot! I just wish we had you a were right. I just wish we had a reaction shot of Clementine, right? That would be necessary. Like, yeah, like I don't know where she's like, sitting. Even just, a, I don't know where she's sitting during all this. I would have liked to see a sh reaction shot of Clementine that's like uncomfortable, but kind of being like convincing herself, mm -hmm. like, no, everything's yeah. fine. But yeah, it's weird. And uh, so this is when Ray shows up to the show mm -hmm. in his uh, gym gear. He's got like basketball shorts on and like a T-shirt and a backpack. And uh, Shoshana sees him show up. Mm -hmm. She walks over to him immediately. And uh, she basically apologizes to Ray for trying to drag him in with her and uh, it was a moment of vulnerability where she missed him and said that she loved him. And he was like, you know, he was there for her, but she's graduated now and she she knows like what's best. And Ray is being like, you know what? That's really awesome. I'm happy for you. I'm glad that we're at this place now. Yeah. And it was like that was such a great scene, like a great moment mm -hmm. between those two. I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, it felt like a genuine it was like a genuine moment. Like I loved her apologizing and saying like for trying to manipulate you into getting back together with me. Cause that's what we saw. Like that was what she was yeah. doing when she tried to say all that stuff and he didn't bite. And like, she had the time, mm -hmm. time has passed and that heals all wounds, you know? And now, yeah. And it was a little awkward when like they had the hug that lingered and the shots on the face. And well, they're both awkward. I mean, they start off this conversation awkward. Like Shoshana's like, "What's the haps?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm doing uh, swimmingly or something." Yeah, but Ray, Ray just seems super happy to be there, like, because he's watching Marnie yeah. perform. Like, I'm like, "What?" I don't understand what's what's Ray's like deal. Like, why is he there? Yeah, what what's his skin in the yeah. game? I don't like. Get why it. are you watching her perform? Like, I was like, is she gonna be? I was like, is Marnie going to try to make Clementine jealous by like going over to Ray? Like, you know, I don't, or I, I was like, what is Ray's purpose of being at this thing? 
Um, yeah, like, is Marnie to throw off the scent of the Desi thing going to go over to Ray? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, Shoshana has a great line at the end of this where she's like, and also, you picked the best one of my friends to bone. <laughs> She said that, but did she say something else afterwards? I couldn't tell what she said after. She said, I think she had Man, a, like, she, a reason for it. I, 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 I couldn't hear. I'm going to start watching the show with closed captions on. Or just put your headphones on, like I said, and watch it on your laptop. I refuse. <laughs> I, I, as I was watching this, I was like, I should watch with closed captions. Because yeah, like, even with headphones, sometimes I miss There's so stuff. many options that you have so that you can be a... <laughs> It's a better podcaster. Yeah. We've been talking about a show for an hour that you've heard only 20 minutes of. <laughs> yeah, but I thought that was funny that she was like, oh, and by the way, like, thank God that you, you picked the best one of my friends to bone, yeah. which is true. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in terms of it, uh, at least attractiveness? Level? Yeah, I mean... Why are they her friends? <laughs> Why are these? Yeah, your I still don't get it. I still don't get it. You don't like these people. Why don't don't you have any friends your age too? Like they're all four, three or four years yeah. older than you, and like they don't hang out with you, and you're mean to them. Like, <laughs> go away. <laughs> we don't understand female relationships. <laughs> yeah, I guess, man. Yeah. So that was a nice little moment, um, and then. Desi and Marnie, Marnie and Desi, we'll talk about it after the show. Uh, they they finish up their song and Desi says more terrible banter. He says something like, thank you, uh, Jazz Brunch. Uh, sorry, we're not really uh, playing any jazz, though. It's, it's kind of funny. Yeah. And then Marnie says, yeah, it's not really jazz, but uh, maybe I'll scat for you or, or, you know, maybe I'll rap. And then Pal goes, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> which was so perfect great yeah. pal moment I, and then uh, then marnie launches into her this next song that we're going to play for you i wrote for a dear friend of mine who is off to uh going to iowa and it's really special to me and she's a special friend so everybody get ready because this song is called onward and inward and then they start playing Onward and Inward, which is a song dedicated for Hannah, obviously. Yeah. And Hannah's looking like, oh, mm -hmm. I got my own song. And this is the best thing that could ever <laughs> happen. Is there's a table right in the front row where it's a family, the two parents and a kid. Mm -hmm. And the kid is looking at Marnie dead in the eyes and he's got his hands covering his ears. Yeah. There's another kid running around screaming. Mm -hmm. The kid with the hands on his ears s just starts saying, stop singing. Stop. Make her stop. Stop singing. Make her stop. Marnie gets frazzled immediately. She cannot deal with the heckling. Yeah. And also she... you have Pal who says something about like her being an Eddie Bauer model, you know? Like her, yeah, the insults, don't quit your day job. The, the insults of being an Eddie Bauer model. Yeah, like yeah, don't quit your day job of being an Eddie Bauer model. Like it's interesting how many times she gets made fun of for being attractive, right? <laughs> like, like what an insult! 
Like, yeah. The kid, I can understand, like, because kids just do shit like that. But yeah, it was. But for for everything that she's been through, this is light work. You know what I mean? Like a <laughs> kid running around, just not paying attention. Sure, you're at brunch. If you've ever been to a New York City brunch, it is chaos. Pandemonium. Yes. Like those big brunch places. Like, you Dude, don't want to do live I, music there. No one's paying attention to you. I was a waiter at a huge brunch place in New York called The Smith. They were like known for their brunch. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you those are the worst shifts to work because it's not high. Like the the items on the menu are not expensive. And especially if they get like bottomless mimosas, those are not expensive. Then they just stay there and you have to keep refilling and refilling and refilling coffees. Mm -hmm. And it's not worth it. And it sucks so bad. Yeah. If you work at one, I have a buddy who works more at the high-end places. And if you work those high-end mm -hmm. brunch places where everything's like 20 bucks, you know, like everything's 20 bucks and drinks are like 15. Like they just work yeah. two brunch shifts and like that's their week, you know? Like you may, oh, like really? work two brunch shifts and then you'll work like maybe a couple shifts a week of regular shifts. But like you make your money off the brunch shift. Like for real. See, that was that wasn't true where yeah. I was at. Like I've worked at a couple of restaurants in New York and brunch was always the most hated shift because everybody the people that go to brunch oh. are the worst oh my people. God. Like it, they're the most demanding Karens yeah, in the world. It's the worst culture. Like because I've gone to brunch and like when I was in Brooklyn and stuff, and like you go there, you you if you're kind of a little hungover, getting a little hair of the dog, you get a bloody <laughs> Mary, you get some coffee eat some yeah. eggs it costs too much but like you're hanging out with your friends and it's like mm -hmm. when the weather's nice and it's like day and you get to walk around afterwards it's a fun thing but when you go to those like places in the city where it's like a 15 minute wait to like get in or like 20 minute 30 minutes like yeah it's it becomes its own little like uh it, it's, it's like going it's to a like nightclub or something you know exactly yeah. dude it's nightclub of the day mm -hmm. And the people that go to it suck. Mm -hmm. I, I I was like, I won't go to brunch just because I know how terrible it is for the waiters. Yeah. And I don't want to take part in yeah. that kind of yeah. stuff. Like, like that, those are the fucking politics I stand <laughs> by. <laughs> you stand with the waiters. Those are my yeah. morals. <laughs> like, it's so shitty. Yeah. And so to see those kids running around, it's like, that's so accurate. And the people like you wouldn't it's so loud at brunch things anyway yeah. that you wouldn't even be able to hear Marnie. And yeah, it would just be noise. I hate like live music sometimes at places like that when you're trying to talk to people at a table. Yeah, like if I, if I want to go listen to music, I want to go listen to music. I don't want the music to drown out the conversation I'm trying to have. That's always been my issue. Mm -hmm. if we go to a place and it's live music and it's small and it's not just like where you can hear it. It's not ambience. It's like it dominates the room. Um, yeah, and I yeah. I mean, I just think kids running around. That one kid in front is a little bit whatever, but like, just eyes down, keep singing, Arnie. Like, I think yeah, you dude. might. They might be getting paid for this. Might not. I don't know. They're probably getting paid. If I, if I know anything about this kind of business, 
uh being a comic mm-hmm. is that they're getting paid in a free breakfast maybe yeah. twenty dollars yeah <laughs> i'm just like you know desi was on broadway not too long ago like let him he he can make a couple like maybe yeah. 20 bucks or something <laughs> yeah 20 bucks in a, in a so, free brunch so marnie is absolutely frazzled by mm-hmm. this she breaks down gets up she's like i'm sorry fuck this and then she leaves and desi's like sorry um we have uh, some technical difficulties. Maybe while we're at break, maybe you can have a conversation with your loved ones about how to be respectful and not interrupt people's performances. And it's like, fuck off, dude. I will, <laughs> like, whatever. Like, he's awful. But I will say, the parents did nothing with that kid in a yeah, front. They, did, they, didn't even they, like, did they didn't even go like, hey, be re- like, we don't do, yeah, like, or like, this isn't how you do things. Like, that kid learn is like has just learned if I don't like something, I can scream and it'll go away. That's the <laughs> lesson that he learned at brunch. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess Desi has a point. I mean, just there, for that moment, like, like at least like at least if they would have said, Hey, take it easy or like we'll get the kid out of here or something, they don't even look at the kid, the two parents. Yeah. Um, but whatever. Uh so Mar yeah. Marnie runs out of the restaurant. Not Desi is not the one that chases after her for some mm-hmm. reason. Elijah is the one that runs after her to comfort her. And Marnie's crying. She's like, oh, 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 why should I even keep doing this? I should just fucking quit. This is bullshit. I'm never going to like get it. And Elijah's like, Marnie, 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 calm down. And she's like, no, they don't get it. Some of these songs are about death. <laughs> <laughs> so deep, Marnie. You're so deep. Right. And Elijah grabs her and he says one of my favorite lines in this whole show. He says, Marnie, this business isn't for sissy bitches. You need to stop giving a fuck. You should have stopped giving a fuck as soon as you went up on that stage, what people think. And then he gives a speech about how, like, you think Judy Garland gave a fuck? You think Lady Gaga gave a fuck? No. Judy Garland... Uh, became famous and then it ate, consumed her and then she ended up dead. But Lady Gaga seems fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Which, to your point, it, well, I did expect Desi to come out and I was really happy that he didn't go out. It's also... Yeah, where did Desi go? Well, though? I mean, he also can't be chasing after his side piece in front of his girlfriend. <laughs> like, But if it's his... If it's his musical part, like if your bandmate yeah, runs out, yeah. you can chase I just would have loved it seeing uh, Clementine's reaction to uh, that happening too, you know? Yeah. You know what I would have loved to have seen? I would have seen to her holding like an orange juice with a straw. Mm-hmm. And then she, as Marnie runs out crying, she brings the orange juice closer to her and then just takes a sip of the orange juice from her straw with this like... yeah. Yeah, that's what you get, bitch. <laughs> Look on That would have worked if she was still the same person from the end of season three. This person seems like yeah. she's fully forgiven her and is now thinking that she's crazy. Yeah, Desi, like, mind-washed well, her, brainwashed You know what's her. also interesting? And this is something I don't know why we didn't bring up first. Marnie's mom doesn't go out after her. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> true. And Marnie's mom is, like, obsessed with her. She's, like, taking pictures yeah. with her phone that like has brass, brass knuckles, knuckles yeah. on them. The brass knuckle case. What a douche. So her friend who sung, her friend Hannah, who she's singing the song about, and her mom don't come out to comfort her or see if she's okay. Elijah does. 
Yeah. Sure. Great. Fine. We can have that scene. Mm-hmm. Also, while they're playing the song about Hannah, Hannah looks at Adam and she's like, what are you thinking yeah. about? Because she wants Adam to be sad so yeah. bad. And Adam's like, I'm just listening. Yeah. And he's obviously not just she, listening, but like he's definitely not. He doesn't want to have that conversation at that moment right there. Yeah. So while Elijah's comforting Marnie and giving her the speech about Lady Gaga uh, and Judy Garland, uh, Pal comes out. Mm-hmm. And he I can't remember what the insult he hurls at Marnie oh, is. Oh, something about but extra he says, work that he can get her. Yes, he says something like, hey, Marnie, uh, if you ever need extra work, I know people that can help you get uh, get some work as a background actor. Mm-hmm. And then they said something like, you could be a victim on Law & Order SVU. Mm-hmm. Then they walk away. And Elijah says, I'm so happy that I broke up with you. And then here, my favorite line in this episode, he says to Marnie, if we didn't live in New York, I would never have to worry about seeing him because he because he would have killed himself for being so small and gay. <laughs> what? Yeah, I, <laughs> I didn't write that line down, but I like my brain took all of that in and was like, I only Elijah can say that because I don't. What an incredibly problematic thing. Yes. To say. <laughs> what the. F- when he said that, I was like, what? Yeah, I was like, okay, so he fuck? would just, so New York's the only place you can be short and gay. Otherwise, he will commit suicide. Like, it had a lot of uh, it, stuff. It, it, it had some venom behind it. It had some problematic it's shit about it. Social, but I was, yeah. when he said it, my mouth was agape and I rewound just so I could write it down yeah. specifically to be like, I need to make sure that I heard this right because this is insane. And the problem is it's supposed to be like that line. It's like, oh, like that little funny tag at the end of the scene. Yeah. But it happens and you're like, wait, what? It's so much going on in that statement. Yeah. Like you could have said it's... if he lived in another town city, he would just be just another little short guy or short gay guy something like he wouldn't be like this cocky person, you know? But instead, yeah. he's like, he would have killed himself and I would have never seen him. Like, yeah. Brutal. Yeah. Fucking brutal. It's a swing and a miss right there. I, I, I don't think it, it meant to be as harsh as it turns out to be. But yeah. You know, it's, yeah, it's it one of those ones you write. You're like, I, I think this kind of works. So you see it and you're like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I was just yeah. like, wow. Okay. Yeah. So after that, we get... Uh, Hannah packing up to go to Iowa and she's there with Adam and Adam's just standing in the doorway and she's like so you want to talk about the plan and Adam recites the plan which is there is no plan Mm -hmm. we're just going to make it work and it's going to be cool and Hannah's like all right then there's a scene of them fucking which I I wrote down as obligatory sex it was like yeah. the like, oh, you're about to go on a trip. I have to have sex with you because I won't have sex with you for a while because you'll be gone. So we have to have sex. Yeah. Not like, oh, yeah, let's have sex. I've had that sex before where it's like a person's leaving for mm-hmm. a year or whatever. That sex sucks. It's not fun. No, it's uh, it's like full of emotion. It blows. Uh, 
and it's also like utilitarian sex you know it's like or sometimes yeah. it's like i'm gonna have like if you're if it's a desperation one it's like sex to like make it so that, that that's what that person remembers you by you know yeah <laughs> like, it's never gonna be good that sex is always bad yeah it, it can yeah it's if it's if it's a desperation crazy person like you're going on like a, a like a basketball player or some or like an athlete going away on a, a two week trip and you don't trust their faithfulness and you're like the side <laughs> like Marnie's gonna like try to bang out Desley if he's going on like vacation you know what I mean like yeah. that kind but this kind of obligatory kind of have breakup sex is weird yeah yeah it yeah, yeah. uh so they do that then. Hannah wakes up and Adam is still asleep and she's packing and she gets a knock on the door and it's Marnie. And she's like, you didn't think I was going to leave without saying goodbye. Did you? And then, uh, they hug. Hannah can't close her suitcase. Marnie helps her. They hug and they're like, Oh, I'm going to miss you. And then wait, her parents, there's a, there's a, what? there's a possible, she says, Oh, is, did you pack a vase in there or something? Uh, in the suitcase. Yeah. Remember that episode that we didn't know what Marnie had stolen from the apartment? Yeah. And it, didn't it turn out to be like a vase or something? Like, is that a little callback yeah, to that? I did hear that. And I was like, is that is that a callback? Yeah. But then I was just like, that's not important. Why would you pack a vase? It's absurd. It's absurd. So it can be funny for that. But if it's a callback to like her having stolen that, it's like really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So they go downstairs. Hannah's parents are waiting. Her dad's wearing a backwards Kangol hat. Fashion corner moment here. Don't ever do that. <laughs> that was so stupid looking on her dad. And even I think Hannah calls him out on it. She's like, what's up with that hat? Yeah. You're not serious with that hat. It's kind and he's of, like, oh, yes, I am. It's kind of fitting for the time, though, too. Like that's that was the like cool move to go to that never worked for people. <laughs> yeah the kangol yeah yeah especially that type of kangol mm -hmm. like i think only samuel l jackson really kind of pulled that off yeah i think you might be right oh a, yeah. another fashion corner thing i wanted to ask you about did you have any uh comments on hannah's neckerchief when she's in the mirror in the bathroom <sighs> yeah it was just like it was too busy the neckerchief and the top that she was wearing Mm -hmm. They were patterned, but they it was clashing patterns, so it just yeah. didn't match. Like it didn't look good. Yeah, she needed a solid you know I mean? neckerchief or a solid shirt, no, you know, switch switch and swap. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You can't have too many patterns going on. It'd yeah. be like if you wore like a zebra print shirt and a checkerboard mm -hmm. checkerboard pants and then a fucking you know, leopard print neckerchief. Like it's too much. Too noisy. Too noisy exactly i'm glad that you brought that up yeah um, i got you i got so, i'm gonna let you get your chance to cook <laughs> well I, I dude i did it with fucking bd's daughter that chick looked like a fucking dummy um but so hannah's parents are like oh look marnie came to help pack what a good friend and then adam wakes up oh no 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 before that hannah comes back before she leaves she goes into her room where adam's asleep and she goes hey and adam doesn't wake up and then so she just leaves without saying goodbye to adam adam doesn't say goodbye to her and as soon as she leaves adam wakes up and then he peers down from the window as hannah drives off 
to go to Iowa. Yeah. Um, I when she didn't say goodbye, I was wondering if if they didn't have Adam like open his eyes as soon as she left. I would have been like, wow, he's going to be super pissed that she didn't wake him up. But they were both yeah. trying. He's just avoiding saying goodbye. Yeah. You know? that, and Or he's like, this isn't goodbye. You know, this is just goodbye for now. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I, I get both of their sentiments on that point. Like, But you should still want to say goodbye and like carry her bags to her car and like see her off. Yeah. You know? But Adam... Adam that, he doesn't handle like relationships that way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then, so Hannah's in the car driving to Iowa and that's uh, where it all wraps up. Yeah. What did you think about this episode? Do you think it was a good one? Uh, it's, it's a soft reset and the stuff that's set up, like I'm interested to see now Hannah in Iowa. I'm interested to see, what they do with Jessa again because at first it made last season made it seem like Jessa dealing with her drug addiction was going to be a big thing and then they really Mm -hmm. switched that up at the end and now I don't know what Jessa's thing is about Shoshana is in a whole new world now so she's She's in the real world yeah she's in the real world she's gonna have to like do job interviews and like yeah it's gonna be interesting to see Shoshana in basically like Hannah's situation of like graduating. Yeah, I can't wait yeah. to see I can't wait to see Shoshana like flopping and being like how come I can't get a job mm-hmm. and then she finally gets some perspective about like why all of the girls were the like they are. Yeah. not quote unquote successful when she was trashing yep. them, you know. Yep. So, uh I'm excited to see that. Uh I'm excited to see Hannah in Iowa like in a different setting. I don't know how they're going to tackle that. I guess they'll just show her in Iowa and then have like the girls have separate stories in New York. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I thought this was going to be that episode. Um, I thought so too. It's titled Iowa and like she's not in Iowa at all. Yeah. So who knows, man. But uh, I thought this episode was okay. Aside from like just everything that they built up at the end of season three didn't have really any meaning. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you have the Marnie and Desi hookup that, got solidified the bd mm-hmm. i wish the bd relationship was something that lasted longer you know yeah i also don't like shaved adam driver he looks so much better with that goatee and i'm glad that he figured that out in real life because now he's goatee man for for good <laughs> he's got an interesting face man he's very unique looking. his mouth his mouth is like when they had that close-up shot of him on that depression commercial his mouth is just so big and wide that he needs some kind of facial hair to like, uh, like cancel it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't he's, know. Yeah, he's, Hopefully he grows. I it think he's, sha- I think he's clean shaven in a uh, marriage story, right? Yeah. Um, I, I'm pretty sure he is too. I haven't seen that I movie, but I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure he is. Uh, yeah. Anything else? Um, yeah. I'm interested to hear about the next episode. All right, well, that wraps up episode one. The next episode is titled Triggering. Oh, man. Oh, boy, that'll be a good one. Oh, man, (laughs) Hannah back at college. (laughs) Hannah back at college, getting triggered, baby. We're doing the triggering. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, I could totally see her doing the triggering. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been Two Boys Watch. Now, that's the name of it. It's, this, has been, this has been Boys Watching Girls. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for next episode when we are going to be talking about triggering. Later. Seltzer Kings Podcasts.